I'm Poltergeist, and I make inappropriate songs about horror movies. So basically, I just came to see some naked D's and A's for free. Take a peek, take a key. Twelve cabins, twelve vacancies, twelve bodies, mother pray for me. I might go psycho occasionally. One body, too many pray for me, cause we all go a little mad sometimes. No happy ever after, just chapter after chapter after chapter. Massacre, make the ripper look like an amateur ambassador of the slashers. Michael! All of the apologies that you can muster from your dread Won't protect you on your bed Nothing will from Pumpkinhead This is not a dream, baby This ain't Halloween, baby When I'm on the scene, this is what we call a scream, baby Subscribe on YouTube at Poltergeist OD Follow me on Instagram and the Slasher app at Poltergeist underscore OD The following podcast is a production of The Network Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Have you or someone you know been subjected to scanner techniques? You may be entitled to financial compensation. Have your mind scanned by the pregnant woman's womb at the supermarket? You may be entitled to financial compensation. Have you or someone you know had their head exploded while playing psychic grab ass? You may be entitled to financial compensation. For over 40 years, the law offices of Oberst, Vale, and Revick have fought for the settlements their clients deserve. Mary from Connecticut received a settlement of $4.3 million after being subjected to mind and body tampering at the hands of nefarious social outcasts known as scanners. Call 555-143-1981 today to see what money Oberst, Vale, and Revick can obtain for you. And now, on with the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What is going on? Jim, we're jumping back into the 80s, dude. We're back yes. into the 80s. I am excited. I, uh, I I enjoyed our little diversion and our little uh, uh, pit stop, but I'm back. We're, we're back and I'm excited for it, man. I love the 80s. Dude, it was cool. The 20s was cool. It was cool checking out silent films. And just kind of seeing, you know, where a lot of film and horror, uh, you know, came from. Yeah. And to kind of see where, because watching those, we discussed them in each of those episodes. Like we could see how they continue to influence movies later on. Certain, you oh, know, yeah. Yeah. certain tropes, certain camera thing, tricks, things, you know. Uh, but dude, you're right. There's something about horror from the 80s that I don't know, man. It's just like, <laughs> it's, it's. It's just it's, special, man. It's something, man. It's got a, a special taste to it. It's got a special yeah. feel. It's special smell. It's like, it's like that feeling you get when you go to like a carnival and you smell the cotton candy and you hear the, the scream. Cake, so there's yeah. this like this excitement building up because you know that roller coaster's waiting for you, or like, or like when you go to these... Disneyland and you get the music as you're walking yeah, up and it's dude. just getting you all excited. And it's yeah. just the like the sensory thing, right? The yep. overall sensory. So yes, silent yes. film era, we saw a lot of stuff where, um, you know, it's not much sensory. I feel like the 70s, it's muted. Like we started to come up to a build up to a lot of the sensory type of yeah. horror. But I don't know. The 80s feels like they just kind think, of ran wild with it, dude. Yeah, it's it's all over the it's place. Crazy. And so yeah. we're just so we're coming in fresh. Right. So it's the we, we covered 1980, which was, you know, obviously it's the year coming after 79. It's coming out of the 70s. We're still going to have a 70s flavor to some of the stuff we're watching, right? We're oh, not absolutely. really into into like that mid-80s where it really, where it really is fun. the 80s, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But we're, we're heading that way, dude. We're jumping into 1981. Yes. And in, in great style, dude. And what a way to jump back in, dude, to, to, to jump back in with a Cronenberg film. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a Cronenberg film, which is right. interesting. 
But Cronenberg is very well known. If you've seen him yes, or not, yes. if you're into film, you know the name. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I knew the name coming yeah. into this. That was no mystery there. His reputation precedes him uh, for, for people who are, you know, are fans of film uh, mm-hmm. and movies, man. This dude was always known as the guy that, I mean, his kind of horror, like he did a lot of body horror stuff that made you cringe, yes. stuff, stuff that was revolting, mm-hmm. right? Um, but this movie that we're doing is a, diff- a little bit different. It's special. There's a lot of cool stuff in it that we're going to get it to. But I wanted to touch on this uh, at the very beginning, and then we'll dive into it when we uh, start talking about the film. But this is one of the few films that I've ever heard of. I mean, I've heard of films being done this way, but it was the few films that I've ever heard of where literally day of full scenes are being written out. Yeah. locations are being scouted like the wee early morning uh, of shooting or the afternoon of shooting for night scenes like things are being done day of uh almost in a, a guerrilla style you know fil- filming yeah and you know why they did that right oh yeah because of the uh the tax thing right there was a tax yep. shield in the canadian government and this is filmed in canada it's a canadian film so i'm referencing the fact that we watched a 1981 david cronenberg sci-fi horror film from Canada, Scanners. I would like to scan all of you in this room, one at a time. I must remind you that the scanning experience is usually a painful one, sometimes resulting in nosebleeds, earaches, Stomach cramps, nausea, sometimes other symptoms of a similar nature. At this point, I'd like to call for volunteers. Fine. Just, uh, sit right here, please. I'd like you to think of something specific. Do I have to close my eyes? It doesn't matter. All right, yes, I have something. No, you've never seen Cronenberg, so you've never seen this no. before. No, no, I, I, I'm familiar with kind of what it was about, and uh, there's this one very infamous scene that I'm sure we'll discuss uh, at length. Um, yeah, well, but yeah. I was aware of that scene um, even before I had seen the uh, the um, In Search of Darkness documentary. I was aware yeah. of that, and I was aware of the film. Um, it's just something that I had never actually sat down to watch. Had you ever seen that that one? So we know the iconic scene, but had you ever seen the other piece side of it? The iconic image of Michael Ironsides with his oh yes, whited yeah, out eyes, right, and the, like the whole side of his yeah. head's all veined out and shit. Yeah, um, dude, there's so many different iconic like imagery uh, pieces of imagery in this film. Oh yeah, but uh, let's dive into it. Like, so if you listen for any listeners who are new to how we do this, 
we did typically act like we walked out of a theater and and just kind of look at each other and say, "So, what'd you think?" So, and, for for those listeners who are not aware, I know um, I know it's been an awfully long time, but a theater is a is an establishment <laughs> that you go to where they play movies and you sit in big chairs and eat popcorn and watch movies. So that, yeah, that's they're what coming we're back. About. They're coming back, dude. So anyway, yeah, this yeah. is a David Cronenberg film. You've never seen Cronenberg stuff at all. You know, like I nope. said, his reputation preceded him. You're very familiar with a few iconic image uh, pieces of image images in this movie what'd you think overall dude like what did you think after that that title the title sequence started coming up all dot matrix style dude you know what i i was sitting there and i'm listening to the um listening to the music and i'm like man that sounds an awful like uh, an awful lot like the shining it does yeah you know what i mean the 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 intro synthesizer coming in so i was like okay so we're, we're already getting off here to a good start but then uh you know the movie just Right from the beginning, um, I wish they would have moved, and, and I had read something on this, and we'll discuss it when we get to that, but that iconic scene, I kind of wish that would have been at the beginning, um, uh, and we would have just been right off with a bang that way. Um, yeah. But no, overall, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed the um, the plot and the story. I enjoyed uh, a big thing for me with, with film in general is pacing. Pacing was good. Um, and yeah, it was a good film. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to say the same. So I've seen the movie a couple times in the past. I hadn't seen it recently in a long time. So watching it again was awesome. Um, you know, it's it's definitely so. Like I said, you could still see that there are flavors of like the seventies, the eighties and seventies still kind of in this. However, yeah. you can already start seeing what we're doing with horror now, right? The updated yeah. uh, storytelling, what we're doing in terms of effects. Um, Let's. I mean, it's yeah. It's 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 a for me. It's always been a fun film. I always. I remember the the first time I saw it, thinking to myself, this doesn't feel like a horror movie in the traditional sense of the word horror movie. Like yeah, it's horrific too. Yeah, but it's much more sci-fi to me. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and you know, I was watching this, and I've said this a couple of times. Like I know we mentioned this with a couple of the other films from 1980. Uh, would you classify this as a horror film? And I'm. Now, when I for my first watch through this, I, I was picking up on that, and I was saying sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, I guess maybe my definition in my head of horror was a little skewed up until this point. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of um, it, it, it. Seems to be kind of doing this thing to me in my brain of how I classify and how I look at a film genre wise. Nice. Um, it's restructuring your brain. Yes, 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 absolutely. In real time, dude, as you watch films, right? You're deconstructing and being like, why should this be horrific? And like, what is yeah. it that makes it horrific? And so that's what I was going to say. Like I, the first time I saw it, I remember questioning why was it considered horror? It looked more like almost like a thriller mm-hmm. with with but overall sci-fi, right? With little yeah, horrific yeah. little instances. Watching it now, you know, um, because again, I was watching it right before we, we recorded, you know, I was thinking about how I felt the first time I saw it, but this time I was like really getting into like, like think about how scary that shit would be. Oh my Knowing God. Knowing that yes. scanners are real and they're out there. You have no clue who it is. And at any moment they could just mess with you. They could do whatever they want. Right. Like, yeah, that was very scary. And, and you know, aside from the gore. So the gore for me, as mm-hmm. I was watching, I was like, okay, you know what? This is pretty gory. There's a lot of gory stuff in this thing. So I could see, you know, if you were going for gore being one of the factors that makes a movie horror, mm-hmm. sure, this, this will definitely fit in there. But I think what really makes it horrific is that from 81 to where we are now, there's a lot of themes and things that you can look at and then look back on in our history and just to see how scary it is. Like yeah. from, I don't know how much was known back in 81, but like now we do know like the government performed all kinds of experiments on soldiers in the 60s. Oh yeah, and man. 70s, MK Ultra. Right? Uh, we now know that there are doctors out there who were performing weird kind of experiments, you know, mm-hmm. and not, I don't mean experiments in the terms of like when you hear about mad scientist experiments and trying to like, like mate, you know, primates with, with pterodactyls or whatever, not that kind of crazy stuff, but I'm talking <laughs> about like, so on our network, we have a show called why wicked crimes and cat moms. Did you hear the episode yes. where they talked about how, you know, back in, what was it? The sixties, um, these scientists literally took children, like triple twins and tri- or mostly triplets, 
and decided that they were going to do an experiment to see about the uh, nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. If you put yeah, each of these episode, triplets, yeah. right? So for listeners that don't know what this is, they'd put the, each of these triplets in an environment that they were controlling, specific families, a mother and a father. But each family had, uh, they were either a blue collar, they were either, you know, just middle class or one was very affluent, right? Um, or, uh, and then I think the other piece was there was, girls that were triplets too and they were all put in the family as well so that all the boys grew up with the girls and all the girls grew up with the boys and it was yeah, this and whole they don't thing even know how many triplets other. that they did this with either so that's probably my point, i don't even know how many are out there that that's have my no point. idea yeah so knowing that i'm watching this and just the idea that you were talking about like um that they were injecting these women or with these with the with this drug back in the day just to see what would happen and then the, this side effect ended up being people with with crazy telepathic powers that made this scientist go all right well let's keep doing this to see what happens like that and that's kind of that's based crazy on it's realistic. reality too yeah yeah that's yeah there saying. was uh there was this drug I, I i was reading about it because of this movie where they were giving it to pregnant women and it turned out that their their kids were being born with oh some serious defects yeah is that what it is yeah, yeah, it's um. I remember that it's still a medication, but they were giving it to women for something, birth control or for something. No, it was for something. What was it? A prenatal thing or something? But they were giving it to them for some reason, and it was. It would. It would. Um. It was. It would be where. So, I don't know that that's politically correct. I don't know what the term is. All I know is the flippers. You know what they? What I mean mm. by that? Mm-hmm. So that's what was happening to a lot of these babies that were being born. They were being born with deformed hands and feet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, that's the point, dude. So I'm watching this and I'm just like, this is actually terrifying. Like this is because it's reality, right? Because it can happen. We do know that the government tried to do things with ESP and and stuff back in the days. What's that movie? Uh, men who stare at goats. Oh yeah. yeah, Staring at goats or something like that. Yeah. Um, but dude, so yeah, watching it this time around, I was like, yeah, I could see why this is horror. Like, I mean, this is, this is, there's, aside from the gore, there's a lot of themes in this movie that are very horrific. And think about it. This is 19, okay, so this was filmed around 79, beginning of 80. Yeah. You're talking the height of the Cold War. You're talking uh, Red red Fear. Um, yeah. Communist, yeah. Uh, uh, sleeper Take Cells. Over. So, like, yeah. you're playing on that. Okay, what if they actually have perfected this and this is an actual thing and they have sleeper cells out in our communities that are, once they wake them up, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's... That's huge, man. That's yeah. that's unreal. That's wild. Because think about that, right? Like the idea was is this scientist figured this out, but he sold himself. He sold it to this company, which was yep. basically going to weaponize these people. Yep. You know, they were going to be used as weapons. Um, and that's never a good thing. We've seen that in, I don't know, pick a movie, sci-fi <laughs> movie where they do that. You know right. what I mean? Uh, exactly. It comes, about to, it comes back to bite them in the ass. Um, so, yeah, the scanners thing was, it, you know, it's, it's super cool. And I, I like it. So I, I see what you're saying in terms of the iconic scene. So the the scene where, you know, Michael Ironside basically causes another scanner's head to explode. And this scene is, seen, you know, you'll see this on any countdown of any like horror movie scene ever. It's always there. Best special effects. You'll always see that, yep. um, you know, m- most horrific thing, shocking, anything. You'll always see this scene. And it's because of how realistic and just absolutely brutal it looks when the head explodes. Oh my god, brutal! That's that's like an <laughs> understatement, dude. It's fucking, it's whack. Yeah, it was. Uh, and if you're not ready for it, like I, I, I obviously knew it was coming, but like, yeah. if you're sitting, show it to someone this, who knows nothing about this film or about that scene. Yes, and that's why I'm saying if they would have put that right at the beginning, holy shit, dude! You but so one of the no things idea. I read, yeah, one of the things I read was it was supposed to be, but it, it, mm-hmm. that I think during test screening, it made people feel very much like it was so shocking they were dull to the rest of the film, like they didn't react to things, things didn't really bother them so much because they were just absolutely shocked by it. See, I read that they moved it later on into the movie to where it is now because they moved it for people who were showing up late to the theater. Really? Yes. So oh, that's interesting. I don't know. Uh, but it, it's impactful. And I yeah. think it's good. I think I think it's good, though, because I think the way they open the film where we – who would end up being our protagonist, we don't know that yet, right? Yeah. You see this yeah. guy. He seems like he's a vagrant, and he comes – he's like in a mall or something, a mall mm-hmm. uh, eatery. Food court. Food eatery? <laughs> who, who am I? Eatery. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're rating the restaurants in your eatery. Uh, no, uh, at the food court and um, – 
I guess he's he hears women kind of talking about him and the way he looks, and he loses control and ends up putting this giving this woman a seizure or some shit. Yeah, and these really government people come, come in, dude, dude. They just grab him up, right? Yep. And we come to find out it's a company. I forgot the name of the company now. I just finished watching it. Oh, I can't remember. Fuck. Cost. I keep wanting to say mm. Costco. But no, it's, definitely not it's not Costco. Costco. It's um, Consec. <laughs> so Consec is this company that basically, you know, works with these scanners and sets them kind of loose in the world, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. But they were, well, were they... looking to weaponize them. They were going to be using them for something, but something happened in terms of there's one dude who's trying to lead a rebellion, basically, to, to stop this from happening. Yeah. This is the, the what's his name? Uh, Ironside's character. Um, Reebok. Yes, Reebok. Reebok. But this is this thing. So, like, we, it, I, th- I like the way it opens, the way it eases us in. Like, we kind of see what's happening with this character. Mm-hmm. We get a sense of what's happening with this ESP thing. We know something's off. But then he's taken away from our kind of, like, narrative like we don't follow him through processing and how he ends up where he is when we come to come to see him later you know what i mean yeah 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 well they they kind of like show it like a, uh not not like they show a little bit of it where they got him strapped to the bed and all the people are coming in and watching and yeah um, kind of like he's like a, a roadshow attraction for scientists but yeah yeah but we don't see like how long he's in this place oh, what's no, going on no. right because yeah. immediately then we cut to this other thing where yeah. it's the scanners and it's about this private company of people these vips who are here to like they're showing off their thing and ironside makes the dude's head explode um i don't know i just i feel like that's that is a good kind of i thought it was a good choice i gotta be honest because then then when you see that it makes what you saw initially, what you thought was like, oh, they can mess with somebody, give somebody a headache, right? Or, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Oh, no. Like, if they're strong enough, your head's going to explode, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately, yeah. there's like this this kind of danger now that, that is imprinted for the rest of this film that you don't know at any time. Because we see this throughout the rest of the film, the battle of minds, right? Where everybody yeah. looks constipated. Yeah. But it's the battle of minds. And at any moment, you know somebody's head could explode because it, it happened before. And that's what I liked about the way they did it. It was like this easing us in to make us understand what this is. And then, mm-hmm. boom, watch what's the worst thing that can happen. Now, be on your toes for the rest of the film because you're not going to know what they're doing when they do it. Yeah. And and we just showed you something so vile and graphic and, uh, for lack of a better term, pornographic that – yeah. Be ready because all bets are off. Come your way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, but again, you know how they exploded that head? I did see that. It's crazy. Live ammunition again yeah. in a shotgun yeah, yeah. again. Yeah. So they created. Yeah, they created the head, and they were doing all these things to try to explode it, and it didn't explode the way they wanted. So, is it the producer or what? Or the special effects dude told it everybody to, to go guy, behind yeah. these doors, get in the vehicles, go behind the walls. And he let, sits behind the thing and just puts the shotgun up behind it and pulls the trigger. And dude, it is just man, explosive. It's beautiful, <laughs> pun intended. In a fuck um, sick, fucking a fucked up sick way. It's it's beautiful. It's amazing, dude. It really yeah. is. It's it's artistic, man. And then you look at that, and then you're just like, okay, so like you said, all bets are off. What's coming next? What yeah. can they do through this film? And it's and that's the thing. The rest of the film is not so bad. No. Like, it's not as intense. There are times where there are some things that happen. Later on, there's a little bit more, uh, you yeah. know, of the gore. But overall, throughout, like, one of the things, when he meets that lady that's kind of working with him, our, our protagonist, there's a moment where they're almost both caught by the security guards, and she turns and makes the one dude start crying, and he sees his mom. Mom, Like, yep. okay, so now you can do that, too. You can literally manipulate what they're seeing, not just what they're doing, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, and, um, and I mean, playing into that whole mind uh, telepathy, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is, telekinesis, whatever, uh, that's like wide open, dude. You can do anything you want. And normally how I see it with characters like these that have this type of brain power, it's you. they can do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. They, they're just able to just do whatever they want. It's kind of like the force. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Unless they're shot with this stuff, right? This stuff yes. like dampens their this ethanol or whatever it was called dampens their um, yeah. uh, their powers. It's like a it's like a it's their it's their kryptonite basically. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't affect uh, regular people. 
No, exactly. So, well, he says that, right? But really yeah. what it does is it creates scanners, doesn't it? Because that's when what they were when, giving when the they pregnant, inject it with the women. pregnant women, yeah, it'll make scanners. But he said that if you give it to a regular person, so it must be, it must be if the child gets it while they're still developing in the womb, yeah. they develop yeah. the powers. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, uh, which we find out later because when the the woman's sitting in the waiting room of the doctor's office, there's a pregnant woman there, and she's literally being scanned by the fetus, yeah. which is awesome. That's such an awesome like sequence in this whole idea. Like you realize what's happening, and you're like, "Holy shit!" The camera yeah. just keeps focusing on the belly, not the mom, the belly, right? And you hear the scanning noise going on. It's like, "Holy crap, this is insane!" Yeah, and that's it. You didn't have any sort of like special effects or anything. Nope. You're just staring nope. at this pregnant lady. And it's you know, effective, and, and, and dude. The music is what makes it effective, so effective. You know what I yeah. mean? Dude, speak, okay, speaking of the music, so there's times where the sound and the music was awesome and it worked, and there's times where it was like, all right, somebody needs to lay off the keyboard, <laughs> right? Because there was like they're they're using these kind of horn sounding sound effects on the keyboard, on the synthesizer. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's almost like somebody was just like <laughs> like just going See, up and down the keyboard. Me. Music it's only there's me. like only two different segments where that happens where I literally noticed it. I was like, okay. And like, you know who the composer is, right? <laughs> no, who was it? Uh, Howard Shore. He did um did the he Lord do? of the Rings movies. Really? Yes. Yes. Get out of here, bro. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. So this is where he was. Uh, he's like working out what works and what What's doesn't. He, what, and yeah. So like during this segment later on, people were like, you know what? Don't ever do that again. He's like, okay. Yeah, was well, just, yeah, because like, Lord of the Rings wasn't like synthesizer stuff that was more nah, like classical nah. score yeah yeah but yeah overall dude um you know the way this movie does that like we were talking about kind of conveys the horror by by flashing to the belly and just seeing the the reaction um that was one of the things this movie really relied on reaction yes. to get across horror facial reaction yep Yep, yep, and, and I, I really scared. enjoyed it. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that because I, and that's one of the things I wrote down too. Was um, I don't think a single person that I saw acting in the film who was uh, supposed to be reacting to um, the scanner techniques played it badly. I think they all did a phenomenal, believable job, and it was it was uh, it was cool yeah. and nice to see that. Um, Sorry, my cat just threw my my mind off here. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I thought everybody put on a, a pretty decent performance. The one that the one that threw I wasn't too impressed with was our protagonist, though, because he felt very kind of who Michael Ironside. No, 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 no. The 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 guy who vale. was his, his yeah his uh his brother Cameron Vale yeah yeah who because we find out at the end right we have yes this no I agree. I thing. agree 100%. I feel like he was kind of he was kind of wooden throughout some of it, bro. Like there was a lot of times where he did decent, right? But then there was some times where I'm just like, bro, you could do like do some something else, like be yeah. more emotive. Like Ironside, dude, when you know oh, he I was going him, through man. stuff, man, his face, his eyes, his 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 everything he was doing is into this other guy was a little bit more like boxy eh, almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I said the same thing when I was watching. It's like, okay, dude. I mean Yes, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, but just come on, do better. <laughs> yeah, uh, but dude, yeah, over, but Ironside bro kills it. I think he really, really, really. I mean, the scenes he's in—he's he, not in it much. If you think about it, if you add up all the amount of screen time he has, it's not much at oh, all. Oh no, no, right? but he doesn't need to be there much because you know he's this foreboding presence in the background, and bro, he could be—he could be this guy that he's walking by on the street in his mind yeah. and not even know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But when he's on that screen, bro, he chews up that scene like it is oh, a yeah. pack of gum, bro. Yep. He is so good. I mean, he just, he just, mm, dude. I know like, him from him. Uh, uh, what uh, Total Recall. Yep. Mm -hmm. But then he's also the voice. Do you ever play the uh, the Splinter Cell games? No. No, he's the uh, he's the voice of the main character, Sam Fisher, and I never knew that. Okay. Gotcha. Now I can hear it. Now that I do know that. <laughs> but nice. Yeah, dude, uh, he's just so good, man. And I love the whole, I love the thing at the end when he's can, talking with the guy and discussing kind of like, you know, what are you, an idiot kind of a thing? Like, I've been trying to take care of you and making sure you were yeah. safe. And then it becomes this reveal that, the you know, the, the scientist is the father and this guy's the brother. When that happened, dude, what did you think? What was your reaction? Um, did you have a a sixth sense kind of like, holy shit reaction? Like, you didn't see that shit coming? Did you see that shit coming or were you just like, huh? 
I think it was kind of in between because um, okay. I didn't see it coming. Um, yeah. It was definitely out of left field, which was mm-hmm. good because uh, I, I hate when like they l- reveal it earlier in the movie and then they they quote unquote try to reveal it again at the end to like the main character and it's just like yeah. okay, but we already know this, so let's get past this point. Um, but no, I had no idea it was coming. But at the same time, it wasn't like. Um, uh, Empire Strikes Back, shocking. You know what <laughs> I mean? It wasn't like that shocking. Uh, but no, I was like, oh, oh shit. Uh, they're brothers, I guess. Uh, I would have never guessed. Interesting. Never yeah, guessed. I re- when I remember the first time I saw it being like, oh, wow. This time, I, I got to be honest, when I watched it this time around, I had forgotten about it. So when it came up again, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. But then my mind felt like, if I had not known that, would I have been shocked right now? Would I have been like, holy cow, this is great? Or is it only because, see, because I knew ahead of time about Cronenberg writing this on the fly, writing a mm-hmm. lot of it on the fly. So, yeah. I, Or was it because knowing that ahead of time now, looking at this going, this is obviously something that was just kind of like, you know, up super late at night. It's like, I don't know, like they have to confront each other. They got to fight. I don't know how this is going to go down, right? <laughs> What are we going to do? Uh, let me get some more bourbon. Oh, okay. Uh, is there any hookers left? No. Okay. Uh, give me some Coke. Hey, how about we make them brother? He's like, you know what? It worked in Empire. How about we make the dude his father? <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Um, no? Simply because... That's uh, just how I felt as I was watching. I was like, what is it? Like, why didn't it feel like it should have been shocking to me? Yeah, I get that. Um, however, Michael Ironside's character was talking to the rat. Uh and when I say rat, yeah, I mean the mole. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he said, because uh, the guy was telling him, okay, well, you know, the doctor is going to talk to the other guy. And if he, he's going to find out, he says, well, if he finds out anything, kill him. Yeah. And, uh, and it kind of like shocked the other guy. And I had taken that as, because we found out that the other company that Michael Ironside's character worked for was founded by this other doctor. Yeah. Um, and I thought it had to do with that relationship. Like corporate, corporate espionage. Yeah. Like, like they had known out. each other before and like worked with okay. each other or something like that. Um. But then you find out that they're all related. And I was like, "Damn, oh, okay." One of those, one of those spins. Because I and any other thing is, I don't think it was as shocking because I've seen it done so many times now after yeah. the fact. Like yeah. again, dude, I wish I we could like for this show go back in time to opening night at the theater and watch these movies then, right? And forget everything that we've seen that comes. I was after gonna say, it. yeah, you'd have to go back and and go with this kind of. Oh, the only the knowledge of what came before and that's yeah it, so that yeah. this kind of stuff is new to you right because yeah i'm sure i'm sure it was a completely different reaction sitting in the theater at that time and having that you know because, I mean? granted, because granted you had empire that was um, 80 right 1980 i, I don't quote i'm not Wasn't even going to say it because i don't want to look like a an idiot um but yeah, so you've seen it before, but it wasn't as um it wasn't they, they didn't beat the dead horse as much as they have today with that type of thing you know what i mean yeah, 1980. So okay. it does feel almost like there was this kind of like, hey, let's throw hey, in the I'm your father thing. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny though. Um, so yeah, watching it though, that that was the thing. Like watching that, I, I was I was wondering when you saw it, what you thought when that happened. Yeah. Was it going to be this like, oh wow, could you believe that? Um, yeah, no, it wasn't too shocking. But the story's cool, dude. It is, you know, the sci-fi side of it, and I think yeah, it's yeah. solid too. I love the, I like the way it all ties up and how it was mm-hmm. this you know, experimental drug that had just this side effect that they didn't ex- expect. But, you know, science got the better of humanity, really, and said, let's see what happens, what we yeah. can do, right? Let's experiment and see what we can do. They did, They asked themselves if they could do it. They never asked themselves if they if should. If they should, it. yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Uh, well, I mean, look at, all, look at all the experiments that have been done in our time, dude, throughout history. Look at what the Nazis were doing. Yeah. Look at, uh, look at what... The United States was doing after that because they stole all the Nazi doctors and said, fuck it, we're going to do the same thing, but really, nobody let's see cared. What, let's um, see, yeah. And, you know, with the Russians, too, coming back at uh, on the other side of that. Um, isn't that th- isn't there a thing about uh, the island off the coasts of near New York or not Long Island or something where they're, they're, they say used to be experimental things with humans? Once in a while, know, like but I don't weird, doubt it. like experimented bodies float up on shore. I wouldn't I'll have it. to look that up now. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> um, okay, let's get back to scanners. Though. So 81 scanners, we're, we're, we're now in 81. We've taken the step yes. forward. We have a feeling for what we're getting into. Well, you so know who I did not like in this, this movie? Uh-oh. 
I did not like uh, uh, the female character. Um, Oberist? Kim Oberist? I yeah, think the I mean, there was, was nothing to care about. Yeah, they kind of just, like, she came in and The character that was, was nothing it. to care about. Yeah, like, there was nothing. And she was a top-billed actor in the movie. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, okay, dude, that's, that's the thing about the writing process that here, right, there was not enough time to really work on the script and make it evolve and do what yeah. you need to to care about characters. Because, like I said, was it really the – so for the, the guy – was it really the fact that he just wasn't like the acting was kind of stiff or was it just that the guy didn't care much that he about couldn't the get into it? Well, or, or was it because he couldn't get into the character because every day he was coming to set and it was like, okay, what are we doing today? He didn't have time to really right. like sit and get into it. And who the fuck is this guy? Where does he right. come from? What right. motivates him? Where is like, he going? Like what was the point to him? Like if he's supposed to be a good guy, or we're supposed to expect that he's a vagrant that wasn't aware of what he was doing. And so when he, this was happening with the woman, it was just him losing control. I think well, he knew what he was doing. I, I just think say. I just don't think he knew what it was, what it was. Okay. Cause uh, I was going to say, I think what him are, being homeless helped prevent um, Michael Ironside from finding him because he's homeless and he's not trackable. Um, I was going to say, what was his motivation when he's sitting with the yoga guy? Like, and the doc, the doctor's telling him to make his heart rate go faster, but then he keeps going overboard. Like he's a, like, he's a lunatic. Like he was supposed to be, that's where I feel like the writing kind of changed through. I couldn't get a grasp for what this character was yet. And then by the time I get to the point where he's supposed to be a character where I feel bad for him because he grew up in a way that he did and his brother's this person and his dad yeah. was this, and he just found all this out. Like, so I didn't care much about that character. And then, so that makes sense with the woman too there wasn't much buildup. it was this yeah. she was kind of this resistance right they were a resistance or something something that was I, kind of like to be honest with you dude it was kind of confusing because it said that she was working with uh, uh Ravek, um but then so was that the was thing like, at the end at the very end is the whole point that she works with him i i don't know man that part was her whole character was a little confusing to me like like i said there just wasn't much there for that character and it's probably a re like you said a result of the on the fly writing it feels um, like a lot of it right um i enjoyed yeah. the end though i mean like when it does come out like if we had the build-up for for um this that we could care that it was the father and, and the brother but at, i like i did like that kind of interaction back and forth with Ravok and what was this guy's name Doss. i can't remember now uh, da daniel vale Cameron Vale. But see, Cameron. you know what? Let me let me let me put it to you this way, ready? The whole bit in the plot about going to find that artist, they could have thrown that whole thing out yep. and jumped right to the girl yep. and focused on that and built that more. Yep. And it would have been great. Yep. And they would have had to pay less actors and yep. pay less for a set. Or uh, or exactly. We saw the girl originally in the gallery when he's asking about the artist. So yes. she could have yeah. just cornered him, talked to him. Maybe sent him a tele telepathic message through his head from across the room and started yeah. being like, why are you questioning? What's all this about? Yeah. And they tried yeah. to make it like it was this underground movement or some weird thing kind of happened. Which they absolutely could have done still. Yeah. There was no reason. I, 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 yeah. I feel like the artist could be removed. I don't feel like there was any reason for that. Um, and then they fleshed out the, uh, the uh, Kim Ober's character a little bit more. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Yeah. So the final, the final uh, showdown. Right, yes. Ravok versus Cameron. Um, when Ravok is just basically showing his power, right? Yeah. But what happens at the? What's your interpretation of at the very end, where it starts to look like Cameron's not the one being hurt; he's the one that's kind of coming at Ravok now, standing yeah. there with the Christ-like pose, the flames, de definitely looking at Ravok, not in pain and not in discomfort, but like with intent. Yeah, it's kind of like. Um... And, and this is coming to me now that I'm thinking of so hard on it. It's it's very biblical. Um, Cain and Abel. Well, well, even more so than that, Jesus. Uh, Cameron is uh, reflective of Jesus, who's sacrificing his flesh for humankind, for mankind. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But in this, we hear we we see during this battle, Ravok basically says he's going to absorb the brother. He absorbs everything about yes. him. But then we see this kind of thing where the face-off looks like it's going Cameron's way at the very end. And then mm -hmm. when What's-Her-Name walks in, Oberst Kim walks in, Sees the it's, still, body. it's still Ravok, right? 
and he's all crazy looking, but he says he's Cameron. Mm, and yes. that they won. So I don't know. I took it as it was him. I took it as they did win. Cameron got through. You don't think it was Ravok as maybe absorbing his brother and she was working with him and we won? No, because uh well I say See, no. It's kind because of ambiguous. It it is, I always felt it is, ambiguous. It to me. And I say no only because I'm sure he's done this to other people and that's how he knows he can do it. Um and now he changes. He's got different eyes. He's got different demeanor. He's got a different voice. I mean, that that could simply just be explained as that changed because his brother was so powerful and his power coming together just did that. Um, but I, he's I like, he's, tend he's to both. go the other he's way He's actually both. He's like a more powerful being. Yeah, yeah. I But I go the other way. I think they, I think they won, and I think it was uh, a good happy ending. Um, maybe subconsciously I like happy endings more, but I yeah. don't know. I always do, but see, I like the ones that are ambiguous that make you even think though. what yeah, happened. But mm-hmm. I also like the ones that are not happy endings, where I would have, where it, had he not said he was uh, his Cameron and he said he was Ravok, that would have been even better. Like, like, oh, yeah. like, oh shit, he won, right? And then we get credits, and you're like, oh shit, that means it's even scarier. Those fuckers were never stopped. They're out there in the world right now causing havoc, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. And maybe that's what they tried to do by leaving it like that and doing that. Um, Just wasn't as effective. And again, that could just be a result of the writing process. Yes. Um, uh, But no, I like to go the other way. I like to think that they they were able to stop it. But then again, think about it. Okay, so you stop this guy, but there's, what, 200 and... Probably like uh, around 220 of these people left out there. You don't know if if they've been having their own little factions being trained by... uh, um, I can't remember this guy's name. (laughs) Ravok? Yeah, Rivik. uh, Before that. um, Ravik? Ravok? However you pronounce it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, That guy. I'm going to call him Reebok. Yeah. (laughs) The rest of the episode, Reebok. Um, So yeah, Reebok. uh, You don't know if he's been training these people and there's some sort of... you, You don't know. And I mean, yeah. granted, there's like, what, four sequels after this? He um, talks about taking over Earth and literally ruling, yeah, you know, yeah. as, as, with, with hu- regular humans, normal people below them. So maybe the intent maybe also is for him to continue to absorb more and more of these people till he's all powerful. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like you said, there are sequels and I've never followed up on any of them. So I have no clue. Yeah, me what, you know what? There might be people who are like, dude, pff, you guys got to see the sequels if you really want to know what the whole point was and what happens next. Right. Yeah. But um, th- think about it. That's not Cronenberg, though. That's not Cronenberg's intent. Yeah. True, true, true. Um, so but, so let first... me ask you this. Let yeah. me ask you this. Ready? There was a scene where Kim Oberus was talking to um, uh, Cameron Vale. And this was just after all her friends got shot and they crashed. And they ran into the back room of the breakfast. All her store. friends and everybody got shot, and she just yep. didn't, it was just kind of like, okay, so yeah. let's go get a burger or something. Well, they're sitting there <laughs> hiding in the back room because they just like, crashed. There's no, like, yeah, there's no, no sense like... of urgency, yeah, to get out of there. Um, you know, you're being trailed, but anyway, uh, and, and the guy ends up finding him. Uh, mm-hmm. But just before that guy finds him, she looks at at him and says, because uh, he says he's going to go and stop uh, uh, Reebok, yeah. and um, and she says, well, you're not even you're you're barely even human. Yeah, I'm thinking. What was that supposed to mean? What was that about? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's my yeah, point, what was bro. That about? Like, there's there's something about this film where there was supposed to be more, and it just wasn't built in, or or because of the on the fly writing, this is what we got, and because people wanted more answers, they're like, all right, so let's make some sequels to answer some of these. Like I said, I bet some of this stuff's answered in sequels. We should just watch them just to watch them. Well, we could, yeah, and and that's interesting because this movie didn't fare too well when it first came out. That's what I saw. I mean, it's considered a cult classic now, but yeah, one of the yeah, things yeah. I saw was that it did not do well. A lot of people are just like, man. Yeah. So for it to produce those sequels is kind of interesting. Where well, was the market for that? What was the where was dude, the when it came to horror in the eighties? Right, like it was just like they were throwing money at anybody that wanted to make a horror film to hope that something was going to stick. Like you know, Friday the Thirteenth. You know, it was like okay, yeah, but you're, you're usually banking on you're usually banking on a first movie doing very well. Typically, to the point yeah. where it's gonna i mean you're talking about a film that really doesn't have any uh um for that time uh repetitive bad guy like michael myers or jason yeah you're you know right I mean? not a not a slasher not the, yeah it's uh, not like that type of film but again going back to like i said it didn't fare that well so where were you guys thinking that you're gonna bank off of this if the first one didn't do well the audience isn't gonna care enough to come back 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll there's an article we'll, someplace or something that you can read. And <laughs> let's check out the sequels, dude. I say yeah. let's just look, watch them, just to watch them. I think you can get them on. Uh, I think you can get uh, two and three on Prime. Oh, okay, I, where'd you watch this one? I saw it on HBO uh, Max. I uh, I rented it on Prime. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, Max had it. HBO Max had it. HBO. I don't have Max. Oh, you don't. HBO Max, no. Uh, it's it's not bad. It's good yeah, content on there. Yeah, especially I. And extra no, money I got you, because they got all those movies that are coming out in theaters and HBO Max. Exactly, it'd be nice to see them because there's a couple like um, the New Conjuring is coming out that way. Yep, um, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so dude, your first Cronenberg film, what'd you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. It didn't live up to the expectation that I had going into it. Um, from what okay. I've heard about Cronenberg and and. Um, I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. And it was very yeah. enjoyable and I liked it a lot. Um, it just, I, I had a different image painted in my head and maybe right. that'll change after we watch some more Cronenberg films. Um, gotcha. but as it stands right now, no, I had different, uh, different expectations going in. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's a, it is a good for me. It's a fun movie. It's one of these ones that fun movie. It's a good movie, right? Like it, I think it's good in terms of the kind of film it is, the sci-fi piece of it, yeah. and you know, we've we said it a lot throughout this episode. There's this writing style that happens that that's writing on the fly, um, which you know that's like, got to be so difficult, dude. It's like, gonna I be, don't and people know, get annoyed man. by that, man. Can you imagine that? You've had we've we both we've worked done on that. sets, right? You've yes. had to deal with actors and how they feel about that. And after a while, and we're like, we're like on like the Z level. Crew, we're not even on like the A level or B or C right. level even. You know what I mean? You got to deal with crew who are just like, oh, we're doing this now? Oh, oh my on. God, I man. I went off on today. a guy one time on set because he was pissing me the fuck off. He's cool. But yeah, dude. So, uh, but you know, I watching it again now and just kind of really taking it in as it was, I could definitely see why it has reached cult status. And oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's enjoyable, man, and I definitely would watch it again. You know, what and I, mean? that's, I want to, I, I want to check the other ones out. I would definitely do. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's what we're gonna see. That that happened a lot in the eighties. Was these uh, uh, misses where they fall to the wayside, yeah. and then you know, yeah. because of the horror community, they pick them up and. And but not even not even necessarily with horror, just other films in the eighties. I feel like there was a lot of uh, eighty movies that came out of the eighties, just in general, yeah. that, that didn't fare well when they came out, but then they achieved cult status. And now yeah. in our pop culture and our culture, they're some of the greatest movies ever made. It's true, hundred you know percent I mean? true. And and maybe um, that's uh, and, and maybe this is because maybe this movie was ahead of its time. Who knows? Right. Um, a little bit, and it, it needed a couple years to age before people really appreciated it for what it was. Um, or sometimes you kind of look back on stuff and you say, you know, for what people had to work with, look at this. And then you start yeah, to now, really yeah. appreciate things yeah. that way as well, too. Like you look at it and you're like, wow, right? Yeah. So it becomes this kind of – or you start to hear things. Like sometimes it just takes a, a, an urban legend or something about the making of a film to make it a cult classic. And it's oh, not yeah. even good. You know what I mean? People yeah. watch films because of how bad they are sometimes. The Room. And they're called classics. Tommy Wiseau yes. or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's not because it's a masterpiece. It's because there's something that makes people fascinated to want to yeah. come back to it. And then it holds a special place in their heart after that. Yeah. So um, speaking of special places in your heart, man. Next up, next one, we've got 1981. We're still going to keep going here. The uh, the movie we're going to check out, it, it fits that, right? My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to this. Absolutely. Have you seen this? No, no, I haven't even okay. seen the remake. Um, probably because I, um, I tend to steer clear of horror movies themed around holidays. Um, gotcha. Just because I think okay. it's a campy uh, yeah. and utterly ridiculous idea. However, you know we're gonna do a whole month about that, dude. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm absolutely. The, uh, okay, Day, you know what? Let Father's me retract Day, on that. The New only Year's one, Eve. the only one about a holiday that I like is Halloween. Ah, um, uh, gotcha. Other than that, I kind of just steer steer. So away that from means you haven't seen Thanksgiving. Uh, no, but that I, I think actually some of that might have been filmed around here. I believe it. Ha- it was. Yeah, because that's a trauma film. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but dude, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll be doing my bloody Valentine next episode uh, to continue 1981. 1981's gonna have a few more movies than 1980 did. So I'm looking forward to them. It's it's yeah. a sweet list. Um, we've got some, some fun stuff planned for this decade, dude. Yeah. Good movies. Good uh good episodes planned. We have some special guests that are gonna be joining us. So yes. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun fun year. 1981. 
Yeah, get ready, man. Coming at you. All right, man. Before we get out of here, you want to tell these uh, these shadow people what they need to know. Um, yeah. Uh, Where to find you? What you we got doing? social medias uh, for the show now. Um, we're on Facebook, uh, Out of the Shadows. Uh, it's the same basic icon f- uh, that you can see on our show, whichever platform you're listening on. Same image on Twitter. Same image on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, Instagram. We are out of the shadows podcast. Um, Twitter. We are O O T S pod. Yep. We're Um, on slasher. If you're a horror fan and mm -hmm. you're not on the slasher app yet, what are you even doing, dude? Slasher is this (laughs) new app. Basically it's a social, social networking app for horror fans, uh, made by a horror fan. And, uh, you know, you can interact with horror content creators, other horror fans, talk horror movies. We're on there. So if you, uh, you want to find us on slasher, we're out of the shadows on slasher as well. Um, um, if you're looking to get to me, um, usually you can find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Jim Clark, no E, I, 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 um, it's usually where you can find me at, or just Jim Clark, the third on Facebook. Not that I'm really going to friend anybody on Facebook because I really don't go on Facebook, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and please, please, please interact with us, man. That's what they're there for. We're, we're here to have fun and, and engage and um, leave us some reviews, what you think of the show, what we can do better. Please don't just be an asshole. Um, if you're going to give us feedback, give us some good constructive feedback, something we can actually use. Um, uh, do me a favor, guys. If you're on Instagram and you're looking at our feed, please don't be one of these people that comments on our twi- on our posts and all they comment is, promote it on this ad. Promote it on this ad. Promote it on this. <laughs> Dude, if, if for anybody that posts the, their content and you have to hashtag it, all of a sudden this is this new thing where people are just like, promote it on the, and they're pushing other accounts basically. Really? Yeah, don't be like Ugh. that. <laughs> don't be one of those spammers. Don't be one of them, dude. But, um, yeah, definitely come find us on the social medias. Find us on the website, bicbp-radio.com. Find us uh, in person at some point in the near future. That'll be well, awesome. Well, find There's Chris in person. Stuff. I don't know why anybody wants to find me in person. But a lot of fun stuff coming, dude. A lot of fun yeah. stuff coming. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you know what? It's uh, We're starting off a new decade, so let's just keep going, man. Let's do Have it. Have some fun. Let's do it. 1981, we love you. We're here. We're going to have some fun. For our shadow people, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And as always, keep your eye on the shadows.